Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. To improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Dr. Rosalind Bosco from Chennai, India. Rosalind is a fellow YouTube content creator and author of three books on spirituality, and her newest book is called Co-Create With Your Universe. Rosalind, thank you so much for being my guest today, and welcome. It's an honor and a privilege for me, Jeff, to join you today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And for those of you who may or may not know, Rosalind was a guest about a year ago, and we talked about NDEs in India. So I'll put a link to that video in the description. All right, Rosalind, can you tell us about your spiritually transformative experiences that led you to writing these books? Yes, Jeff. So when I was a child, I did. I had a very normal childhood. I did not have anything out of the ordinary. But at a certain point of life, like when I was in my 30s, I had some really different kind of spiritually transformative experiences. I would, uh, I, I felt as if the spirit world was wooing me or uh, catching my, getting my uh, awareness or uh, making me attracted towards the spiritual world. And in the beginning, I did not realize what it was all about. It has taken me almost so many years to really think about the experience and understand what it is all about. So let me begin with uh, a kind of a mis- kind of mysterious experiences which I had. Some of your guests also speak about these kind of experiences though rarely. So it is about the case of missing objects and finding these objects back in the same place where I found them, where I kept them. So these objects just go missing for a period of time and I search high and low for them and then finally find them back in the same place where I had been searching for them. Mm -hmm. So this is how uh, my attention was captured in the first place. So I, I could tell you a really interesting experience which happened with my daughter. Um, So I gave a jewel as a gift to my daughter. It was a necklace, which I liked. And I gave it as a gift to her. And she had it in her, uh, she lived in a place, a different place, and she had it with her. 
and uh, after some time she called me and uh, she told me that the necklace was missing and i was i was a little bit uh anxious because i liked that necklace and i and uh, i had given it to her as a gift so anyway i forgot about it after some time and then went back to my usual uh, schedule after some time i visited my daughter probably after some 3 months or so meanwhile she had ransacked her b- bureau and her locker searching for that necklace but she couldn't find it anywhere at all and when i visited her the next time uh, after a, a period of 3 months or so i uh, just went to her bureau opened the locker and put my hand into the locker and the first thing that came into my hand was the gold necklace mm. so it was uh, she was really shocked and surprised and both of us were really we didn't know what to make of it what do you think happened it just vanished into thin edge jeff i mean did it, it go just, into another universe or yeah, out of yes. phase or something or what do you think yeah that is what i think and i think sometimes objects are hidden from our eyes the second thing that i can say is about the keys we had a connecting door to the kitchen and uh, we lived in a house before this house and uh, every morning i every night i used to lock the door distinctly i used to remember locking that connecting door and uh, locking my own door and going to sleep but in the mornings invariably most of the days with a few exceptional days in between i would find the door connecting door being opened it was not bolted but it was just the lock was lock was turned in the key to lock it and it would be invariably opened so this was another thing that uh, caught my attention uh, recently during this christmas christmas 2021 i was searching high and low for a, a container of yogurt which i had kept in the fridge and uh, the my daughter was also there both of us looked we just removed everything from the fridge and and looked at it but we it was nowhere to be found so the next morning when i opened the fridge the first thing that was sitting right before my eyes was the container of yogurt so uh, to answer your question jeff i would say that uh, i had an indication now thinking looking back upon these instances i think that i had a kind of a, a kind of a awareness to me that the material world can be manipulated by consciousness or energy so this was a kind of uh, uh, awareness that i have been brought into i would say let me propose this to you and see what you think I had another guest and we talked about fairies. I don't know if you know what those are, but like little yeah. energy beings. Yeah. 
Is it possible that in India they have their own version of mystical energy beings and there's some being that is in your apartment or house doing this stuff, hiding stuff and opening doors? I would say that uh, I prefer to give this the name of my guardian angel because Hmm. I haven't been very much connected to the mystical uh, occurrences because I was raised a Catholic. So I was always connected to uh, these kind of uh, like guardian angels or even I would say my ancestral uh, spirits or the, my spirit guides in particular. Mm. So uh, this is what I would prefer to believe. I kind of pushed you into a different direction, but do you think it's your spirit guide doing it or do you think somehow your own consciousness was manipulating these physical items? Maybe it was my higher self because now we believe that everything goes back like finally everything rests on the higher self. Mm. So probably. Mm. So the, the next part of my spiritually transformative experiences was about is about the signs and synchronicity that I was suddenly exposed to. So when I visited the US, it was my hobby to go and look at all the shops and just do window shopping. And um, one particular object that I liked very much was the air fryer because uh, it was not very much used in India. So I thought it would be a healthy option. And I kept eyeing it for quite some time. But uh, I was not sure that I could bring it because it was uh, a big, it was quite big. So I, I was not sure I could manage it. But I didn't speak about it to anybody. I didn't take, tell my desire to anybody. And uh, I came back to India. And after some, after some time, my son visited me. And um, uh, he, uh, he just opened all his uh, baggage. And finally, he had a box. And um, I was just looking at the box. I didn't know what it contained. And when he opened it, there was this air fryer sitting there, Philips. It was uh, Philips. And um, so I was completely, uh, I was so excited more than for the gift. I was excited that something had transpired like this for me. So this was uh, one sign that I could say where something got manifested for me. Uh, Whereas previously I've been talking about things lost and found. uh, This is is where I started experiencing some manifestations. Um, The second was a case where one of my friends was visiting me and um, I wanted to give her a gift. I didn't know what I would give her because uh, she had everything. And I had a pair of new shoes with me, size seven, which didn't fit me. So I I thought that I could uh, check out whether that would be, like she would be able to take it if it was her size. So I brought out the shoes and uh, showed them, showed the pair of shoes to her. And she was so excited. 
and she opened her mobile phone and she showed me the picture of the same shoes to the last detail wow it was black color black in color and it was nike and it was and her size was 7 7 it was exact to the last detail so i i didn't suppose that it would be pure coincidence that made this happen jeff uh, there was something much more to this do you manifest things like this in your universe or in your world quite often i wouldn't say that it is much often with my son i would say my intuition works that way my intuition i would suggest something to him and uh, it would have something to do with his uh, uh, uh something that would be important for him uh for with my daughter i get connected on a different level i would say but these are the striking incidents and um, there was a place where uh, my husband and myself were traveling in a car and uh, there was a really uh, an accident a truck which was coming on the right side of our car suddenly just uh, came the wrong direction and it started pulling us along the road and uh, for i i don't even know whether i was there on this on this i don't remember what i was experiencing at the time but then i uh, realized after the car had hit the median i just looked at myself and found that there was nothing not even a scratch for both of us we escaped uh i would call it a very providential because it was a huge truck the a truck which was you generally used to carry things to transport from one place to another uh, people who move from one place to another so regarding manifestation uh, sometimes it has been quite a long process jeff the house which i live in but it was really hard work but then i would call it uh, a manifestation in a way because it was a dream which was well worth taking yeah i just love this place now have you had any other spiritually transformative experiences yeah i've had uh, with my pet jeff actually um, actually the name of my pet was Jeff Jeffrey mm. Jeffrey that's a great name <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i love that name uh, mm. uh, because you have uh, authors like jeffrey archer and so uh so and uh, once the pet passed and i was really feeling sorry for its loss uh the pet uh, jeffrey jeffrey used to just open the door when it was slightly ajar and come inside it would let itself in and let itself out so after it passed very rarely i noticed the door of my house some of the connecting doors open or even the front door which was slightly ajar would open as if something was letting itself in i had a feeling that it was my pet at that time i felt it was my pet 
other than that, I would experience uh, a paper which would just fly off from the place without uh, where there is no chance, where there was no air or a gust of wind, it would just fly off and come and land before me. And uh, I could uh, say about numbers, Jeff. So uh, especially the numbers 10, 10, and uh, 11, 11. Are you speaking of angel numbers? Yeah, yes, definitely. I'm speaking about angel numbers. And uh, my brother has also had similar experiences. So it was he who in, he told me about this. And uh, I also started noticing when these numbers would appear to me, I realized that when I was especially very anxious or very worried, a defining moment in my life, I would experience these numbers like 1010 or 1111 on my screen. Uh, Sometimes it was triple two, but those were rare. It was like a kind of a go ahead signal or it was a kind of asking me to slow down from my anxiety. That's what I felt. Are these your guardian angels contacting you and helping you, like you said, to slow down? Or, I mean, something like Archangel Michael? I don't have any indication of thinking that it is the Archangel Michael, Jeff. I feel that it was, it is my guardian angels, or it might be my ancestral spirits, people who are guiding me. Mm -hmm. uh, Because I connect to my mother. Uh, I uh, think about my mother a lot and my grandmother. In fact, in my first book, I have a chapter uh, about my grandmother. And, uh, these people are those who I feel are supporting me. Can you, can you give any tips to the audience on how to connect with their guardian angels? Definitely, Jeff. I You can... I, I will have to say something before that. Can I say something before that? Uh, sure. To bring it. Yeah. So um, at one point of time, my life was, where, was a very anxious one. So the according to the dictionary, the meaning, the, the opposite of the word love is hate. But uh, these days, I have realized that the opposite of the word love is fear. Hmm. I would say my life was completely driven crazy by fear. More than fear for myself, I was concerned about everybody who was very close to me. I would be concerned when they went out and when they came back. And this manifested as uh, restrictions which I placed on them. And uh, it felt that they were being controlled. And finally, in, in the end, I, w- I had a little bit of anger towards them because I thought I was loving them, actually. I was showing my concern through my fear. And uh, I realized at this, after some time, 
that uh, this was not love or concern, but it was this was actually my fear, which was making me interfere in other people's lives. So this fear kind of aggravated and grew to uh, great levels when my husband was diagnosed with uh, a heart. Uh, he had to have a bypass bypass surgery performed on him, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't take it any longer. I I just one day I was walking on the terrace of my house, and I out of the blue I just uh, said this prayer. I said, I pray to all the good spirits of the universe to help me. I don't know how I, this prayer or this mantra was revealed to me, but I feel it was a very powerful prayer because immediately things started happening and uh, everything fell into place. Uh, we rushed to the hospital and I could definitely say that there was a network of angels where we least expected them to be. So everywhere we were guided or we went to a new hospital. But even there, we found friends of our friends um, who we didn't know directly. And they helped us a lot. And um, to answer your question, Jeff, yes. This is one of the reasons that I have written my third book, which contains a lot of affirmations about how it is possible for each and every one of us to connect to the universe. Uh, we have to just ask for it. But uh, I would say at the same time that there are certain principles which we have to follow. Do angels only communicate with us through numbers and if not, what other ways do they communicate with us? Yeah, that's a really great question, Jeff. Sometimes angels connect with us through just manipulating a small object. I, I'm not sure because, because the angels have been very kind to me. They have not just appeared to me uh, physically. And uh, when I think about something, when I'm concerned about something, I can just hear a small object being moved. Uh, I, it's, it's barely audible, but uh, even yesterday when I was thinking about this interview and I was asking for a sign, I could find a cone being moved ever so slightly. And then I got my sign and uh, I was really happy because I asked for it. So uh, I think there are different ways in which your angels can connect to you. So when we were talking in the beginning about objects disappearing and reappearing, and I believe you felt that that was due to your guardian angels or ancestral spirits. Why were they doing that? I think they were giving me, leading me to a greater awareness or knowledge. So uh, previously in our last uh, interview, I was talking to you about the double slit experiment. 
And I was telling you that the atoms, neutrons and photons are, when they are observed, when they act differently rather than when they are left unobserved. And um, there is an interference pattern when they are left unobserved. But when they are observed, this interference pattern stops. So these photons and neutrons have a dual nature. That means they can function both as particles or as well as energy forms, which is the ba- which is one of the basic theories of quantum physics. So I never knew anything about quantum physics because uh, I have only been an English teacher. I was not much interested in physics. But later I became aware of these things and I started reading about this and I understood that energy has two forms and actually matter doesn't matter. Hmm. So uh, it can be manipulated by the by energy and which is a very exciting possibility which it means that you can create your universe so there is a wave of potentialities around you which is which are waiting to be used either in a positive or a negative way when you are in fear or guilt, or shame, then you cannot access them as uh, easily as when you get over these negative emotions. It makes it easier for you to access them when you follow certain principles of life. And this is exactly what my third book, Co-Create With Your Universe, talks about, and I'm very excited about revealing this possibility to people because society teaches us completely uh, it teaches a different set of ideals for us to practice even relationships for that matter Jeff we look at relationships from the point of view of uh, human beings from the societal point of view And um, to look for the ideal partner with all the essential qualities that are required to make an ideal partner. But I would say the spiritual aspect of looking for an ideal partner is completely different. Because some people keep complaining that they are not able to manage their relationships. But I I have heard some guests in your show say that the people who challenge you most in your life are are those who are working for your best good in in this current lifetime. Mm -hmm. So uh, they might be teaching you a lot of qualities like patience. And uh, for me, it was more of uh, courage, uh, freedom from fear, and um, gratefulness, 
there are so many qualities that uh, we are supposed to learn from our partners unless the relationship is really turbulent or abusive so i would prefer to look at it that way jeff so what role do you think intentions authenticity and random acts of kindness play in manifesting the intentions that we have are the most important uh, aspect of our lives i feel jeff because you could say one thing and you could be another uh you could uh, do things for the sake of impressing people around you and uh, have something like uh way uh, you could even wait for people to praise you or something like that or in another case you could give you could flatter people when your intention is not uh that it would it could be just flattery or a means of pleasing other people but when your intention is truthful and you think what you say most of the time and do what you think is right for you uh right for you as well as others uh so that's why i think many people like uh, ekhat tolly they speak about the role of the observer uh why i would say the role of the observer is very important here is because when you are constantly in the state of being aware you are aware of your every intention that you have in your life and you can set it right you can just let the thoughts flow but you can immediately get back to that point of consciousness where your intentions become aligned random acts of kindness are very important and this is a this is a beautiful lesson that i learned from nd nd experiences from listening to your channel in particular uh, because i have heard people narrate their heavenly experiences saying that it was not the most uh, magnificent thing that they did in their lives that uh, made them feel connected to god or made them feel the love of god it was ordinary a uh, very small acts of kindness like a smile which they give to a stranger or uh, a person who you don't know because mostly uh, we are very giving to the people who are our family members who are very close to us who are connected to us in some way but then to go to the next level and uh, do acts of kindness means that we realize that the whole of humanity is one single uh, consciousness so uh, i would say that random acts of kindness would uh, uh, earn you uh, it would create a ripple effect and uh, not that you should do it because it's going to earn you a badge of honor honor in heaven or something like that but at the same time i try to do it and um, here we have the working classes who come and work for us and uh, i would say that we don't treat them at par with ourselves so uh, i would say that 
having that consciousness to understand that irrespective of their whatever their nature or their level of uh, being at that point of time we are all one so these are the things that i understand why i understood during the course of time i would not say that i'm perfect but i try to get in that point of awareness and make some changes in my life which would help me do that and uh, i think intentions and authenticity are very much connected jeff uh yeah unless your your intentions are right you cannot be authentic what about sheer materialism does that have a negative effect on manifestation uh, it's kind of a paradox jeff because <laughs> actually you you are you get access to get the things you want i wouldn't say that uh, i have won uh, uh, great uh, prizes or things like that but i think i've i've got whatever i wanted which makes me a grateful person today but after when you realize the spiritual act, aspect behind that you you stop uh, longing for material things to come into your lives or uh, being satisfied or having a craving for more and more things in fact these days i prefer to keep it very simple i would just i would just not need anything because i feel that uh, gratefulness i have the same sense of joy when i see a beautiful plant or when i see a tree so some uh, people who have experienced indie they say that they felt a great joy while looking at the uh, the trees and the flowers on the other side i i can relate to that i'm happy to connect with uh, all different kinds of consciousness that is that is here now you are a christian living in india and i assume that the majority of people are not christians my guess is that most of the people are hindu have you taken up any of these hindu ideas and beliefs since you just live in that environment and if so what are they things like karma uh, definitely jeff uh, something like karma also exists in uh, in a different a language or verbiage in um, the bible hmm. that you sow so what you reap so uh, yes. even though kar- yeah even though karma is defined as pure action i heard uh, somebody saying that it creates what you call uh, a vasana uh, vasana means a smell in in uh, our language so it creates a kind of uh, i would say an imprint on your soul so whenever and i also have started believing in reincarnation because reincarnation is a basic concept in india in my first book uh, in my second book the brimstone fallacy i have a topic about reincarnation 
and how it relates to Judaism as well. Hmm. Have you heard about that, Jeff? That no. uh, uh, the Jewish people they believe in uh, reincarnation. So I think that these concepts are common, and since Jesus Christ came from that background, probably I was able to connect that uh, reincarnation. He must have known about it. And uh, at a later point of time, when it was brought to us, it has been uh, uh, not spoken of much. So these our souls have an impact or a smell or a vasana, depending on which we can attract, or uh, we might be able to attract certain circumstances in our lives. which can be called uh karma so it is purely based on action do you know of any other hindu ideas that can also be seen in christianity like you just showed karma as you reap what you sow i think uh, basically they are very uh the people they practice hindus practice they they think that their religion is just a way of life just like uh, christians who believe that uh, love is essential in everything that we do love forms a basic part of our lives and uh, other than that i don't see too many uh, similarities All right. I was looking at your YouTube channel and you had a great title of a video that was called Is Our Universe a Simulation? So what is the answer to that? I definitely believe it, Jeff, because as you just asked me a question and I I think I can connect it to that question. Hindus believe that at least previously they believed that this whole world is a maya uh, a maya is what you would call something of an illusion there is nothing that is solid here in this world so this comes even from the philosophy of advaita which is a basic concept of hinduism that uh, nothing is material and i as i already told you that quantum physics is also uh giving us some insights into that uh area so uh yes so the whole world might be uh is a simulation is what i what i think and I had something interesting to say in one of my latest uh, latest videos which is about uh, reincarnation and parallel universes. I would be happy if uh, some of your uh, uh, other guests could uh, give mm-hmm. throw more light on this. I believe that because time doesn't exist in the other dimension. So but uh, the people who come back say that reincarnation happens so how do we align both so this place 
has a linear timeline, whereas the other dimension doesn't have a linear timeline, which means even reincarnation is occurring in parallel universes, is my uh, thought or idea. Mm. And uh, I'm not sure whether you agree with that or I would love to hear from others about this. Now, you were speaking of marriage and your partner earlier, and you also have a YouTube video titled Marriages Are Made in Heaven. And I think there was a question mark with that. So what do you mean by that? Are you asking or are you saying that marriages are made in heaven? I believe uh, that uh, society has changed the view of marriage completely to have expectations of a fairy tale ending, Jeff. <laughs> and that's what marriage has become everything about, unless the partner is what you expect, then you just, the relationship starts and uh, it can break. So, reiterating my former stand that. Uh, if it's a very abusive relationship or if you find yourself tortured in the relationship, uh, certain if you go to your inner self and look at what marriage is about and understand what qualities you have learned, what the partner is triggering in you. For me, mostly it was outbursts. Uh, reactions because I felt uh, certain things were not reasonable from my point of view. But then when I started looking at the spiritual angle, I was brought up in a very protected uh, environment. My parents uh, just kept me very sheltered. Uh, when I came to my, after when I, I was married at, when I was 19 and when I took up the role of a wife, uh, I, I was, my husband had a huge family and uh, uh, they were people, one of them was a Salatian priest and uh, they were people who really went out of their way to help me. So I was thrown from a very uh, sheltered family into a family which was very outgoing and because of which I faced, I couldn't understand what it was all about. But that understanding has come to me after so many years. When I understand the place from which he comes, that uh, uh, he is a social worker in the true sense of the word. And um, he does everything that he can to help people around him spontaneously. So it has taken me so many years for me to understand that and uh, uh, marriage might not be all that you're looking for, but the other person might have a purpose, sole purpose, uh, which might define him or her. It might even be a lesson that the particular person has to learn in his or her life. It might always not be very a beautiful thing because each one of us has something to learn. Yeah, yeah. that is why. I feel that way. So in a relationship, 
I'm sure there's a lot of forgiving of your partner, but what about forgiving of yourself? Why is that so important? Thank you so much for asking me that question. So it's a wonderful question. Um, I didn't know that it was important to forgive myself because having been raised uh, a Christian Catholic, I could, every mass I attended, every priest that uh, spoke to us from the, they were talking about forgiving the other person. It was, I, I don't even remember anybody speaking about forgiving ourselves. So that was the last thing on my mind, but uh, spirituality has brought me closer to forgiving myself for my moments of anxiety, for my misunderstanding uh, that I had over the years for what I have done, I might have hurt so many people along the way. So assuming that time and space are uh, at the point of time where you are now. So I would prefer to believe that the place I am now is a place where I forgive myself as well as the other person and uh, one thing that I would like to say about forgiving myself is unless I'm able to forgive myself forgiving the other person is really farce you can it's impossible to forgive another person unless you forgive yourself in the first place because you have that little bit of a grudge inside you uh, when you think of the other and you have to be so magnanimous to forgive the other one while you feel uh, unforgiven or guilty for uh, things that you might have done in the past. Why do you think it's important to always be in the state of perpetual awareness? That is the most important uh, action that we have to, uh, inaction that we have to perform, Jeff. Because we believe that we do everything. The ego mind leads us to believe that we are in control of every situation. So whenever your mind plays that trick and you get into that state of anxiety or when you get into that state of judgment of judging others or blaming others or criticizing people then when you are in the state of being perpetually aware you can easily come back to track you can uh, prevent yourself from speaking ill of others even though sometimes as human beings it is nearly close to impossible uh to do so. Sometimes we really get uh, triggered by incidents around us. And when uh, recently I was like exposed to some happenings like that. And then I was able to realize that that was not, that was not the way that I should be going. And uh, even if I found the other person uh, 
blameworthy it's it's not my job to speak ill of another person especially with especially with, to somebody else so being in a, a state of awareness helps me to get realigned very quickly all right once again your newest book is called co-create with your universe is it on amazon or do we have to get it from your website it is on amazon it's on amazon all mm-hmm. all the three the three of my books are on amazon mm-hmm. and uh, uh this this is my book co-create with your universe mm-hmm. and uh, there are 18 principles uh which i have mentioned here which would take us on the route to manifesting and uh, some of the principles i have already discussed with you here and there are other principles which uh, if followed can give us uh, a route to creating our own reality and that is why i am so excited about about this Do you have a website and if so what is the address? I don't have a website yet but uh, I have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. which is called The Mind Maverick and uh, my first book is called God Has Our Backs it's a personal narrative of what happened in my life and how I had to uh, brought along this route and the second is uh, the second book the brimstone fallacy is about basically different religions it's a kind of a concoction of uh, values found in different religions and the and my most I, I, what i wanted to convey through that book was that uh, god is not as unforgiving as he is projected to be and uh, i'm sure god wants god himself or the spirit of the universe or consciousness however wants to get this message across to us and that's why we have so many nd incidents happening around the globe uh so that was my uh, second uh, book and now this is about creating our own reality i would say that i progressed step by step from the first to the third one it'll be interesting to see where do you progress to your fourth book yeah. uh i'm not sure about it jeff because as i as i told you earlier i never imagined that i would be writing my second book in the first place but then at a point of time i was urged to write the book and i felt that it was kind of a download so people believe uh, that consciousness is not only human endeavor but also something that is like uh, that is downloaded into you and when i was writing my uh, the third book was never on my agenda 
so I was just speaking about discussing about my YouTube channel to a friend and I was telling her that uh, there are ways in which you can manifest and I had some some things on my mind which I wanted to share through my channel and uh, there was a spark in my mind which which told me at that time that I should make it a book because I didn't want to uh, I wanted it to go to the reach a larger audience and I stopped uh, on my tracks and wrote my third book and I can tell you Jeff that it was written in a very short period of time the book itself is quite small Mm. and I feel that it was more of a download and what was given to me in my process of learning so I don't know where God would lead me next Mm. Uh, in my search for the truth. If people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, should they do that from your YouTube channel on Facebook or where? Yeah, they could uh, definitely contact me on my YouTube channel, which is called The Mind Maverick. Uh, My name is Rosalind Bosco on Facebook and many have connected with me thanks to you after Mm. the first interview that we did and I have a lot of friends that way and my if there are any specific questions I there is one point that I have missed Jeff can I can I have like two minutes to speak about that sure yeah so that would be about healing Jeff I heard the I think I think the latest guest that you were talking about one of the latest guests you were talking about Uh, was a person who completely healed himself and that is 100% true. Uh, There is an electromagnetic field around us and uh, I am not aware whether you've heard of Dr. Eric Pearl who is a very interesting person. I think he's a chiropractor. Yes, I've actually met him a long time ago, I think before he was this famous guy. I mean, this is probably close to somewhere between 25 and 30 years ago at like a chiropractic seminar. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I listened to some of his uh, talks that he gave and I felt compelled to try to practice it. And when I started practicing it, I could feel the energy. I could feel that I could manipulate the energy through my hands And there is a surge of electricity which passes through my hands, which is, and uh, I'm able to connect to the sense some warmth or a little bit of heat to the other person. I'm not uh, doing it like full time as a profession or something. But then I believe that each one of us has the capacity to heal himself or herself to a certain Uh, degree or it might even be like heal yourself completely so this is one of my other interests and if you want to if somebody wants to talk to me about this or reach me about this I would be available at r-o-s-a-l-i-n-e b-o-s-c-o at yahoo.com rosalindbosco at yahoo.com 
All right, Rosalind, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Don't be afraid of anything that is happening or transpiring in the world around you because if the whole world is united as one and our consciousness is united, we can overcome anything, be it war or famine or starvation. And uh, this is the greatest chance given to the people of the universe. I believe it. And that is my only purpose in trying to reach out to people. So don't be afraid and spread the message of love across the world. Thank you for that message. And Rosalind, thank you for being my guest today. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right. Have a great day over there in India. Yeah, bye. You too. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.